0: Hello and welcome to Reptory Screenings episode 72. I'm your host Evan. and with me is my regular co-host Jackson. I'm so tired. And Destiny. Yo. And we're here to talk about movies.
1: Movies! I,
0: uh, so I watched two movies for another podcast. Uh, I was going to be on Orney Stairwalls to talk about Dead or Alive and Dead or Alive 2 Birds. Um, which are two Takashi Miike Yakuza films. I'm not sure if that po- that podcast is happening as as of right this second. It's still up in the air. I'm literally getting messages that are undecided by my other two co's. So we'll see how that
1: works. Oh, if it's, um, I thought it was just being rescheduled.
0: Um, the problem is individually they're going out of town for two consecutive weeks. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. you no one's going to remember a movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um much less two of them so i don't know how that's gonna work if we don't do it today so who knows if that happens? um i watched them both i the second one is a better movie i like the first one more um i'm not the world's biggest mikay fan but some of his movies i really hit some of them i just um when i first was getting into movies Mike was like one of those directors that people online would just like whisper like have you seen these they are so fucked up um each the, it was in each of the killer and auditions ascendancy is like movie canon um was like right in that era so um i always have like a i want to say a chip on my shoulder i just think mikay uh isn't as good as uh i was told 20 years ago uh
1: that's well. fine
0: um if you like a good dumb time though i liked both movies um so the first one in particular uh is very goofy it ends in extreme nonsense which is what i want so
1: yeah i wasn't gonna watch but i might i might watch it now the way you talked about it seems there's a third stupid. one but we
0: weren't going to cover that uh so I haven't watched it yet yeah there you go but I, I i probably will they all the thing with that is they have the same two leads i think in all three movies playing different characters
1: okay that's cool
0: yeah um anyway that's all i watched i've been gaming i've not wanted to play a movie or watch a movie at all so
1: yeah i've also been gaming and um very little movie time so desi do you have any movies
2: no i've been writing a paper for the past two weeks that's
1: so yeah. true <laughs> yeah.
0: it's been a rough time for watching shit around here um i guess we'll just get into it then our movie this week is 48 hours uh the walter hill directed written by roger Sp- uh spottis walter hill larry gross and Stephen e de souza film from 1982 starring nick nolte and Eddie murphy um, and a bunch of character actors that ever you go, oh, that guy. Um, oh, that's Tasha Yar, stuff like that. Great time. Um, but um, I'd seen this before, but it had been, let's say, 15 years generously, maybe a little less than that, um, and wanted to revisit it. Um, Jackson, what happens in this movie?
1: Uh, in this movie, um, Nick Melty is Jack Cates, uh, who is a cop uh, that is attempting to. Uh, arrest these two cop killers uh, who um, break out at the start of the movie in a pretty funny scheme uh, and uh, kill the cops that were overseeing this convict and are uh, headed to San Francisco to get the money back. The money. Capital T, capital M. There's the money. There's always the money in a movie like this. Um, and Nick Nelty's plan after attempting to uh, pick these people up goes bad and they kill another cop. Uh, is he gets Eddie Murphy out of prison, who is, the money is his, it's in his car, uh, and is going to use uh, this convict that he hates to as his like partner to catch these two uh, criminals that are just being cartoonishly evil in every scene and having a great time hamming it up. Uh, As you would expect from the genre that this movie basically invented but has not changed a single iota uh, since 1982, (laughs) Uh, these two uh, opposite personalities initially start out in conflict but then grow to respect each other over the course of two crazy nights Um, and they banter back and forth and form a camaraderie against the system that doesn't respect either of them uh, and eventually manage to capture. Not captured, they they kill the guys They fucking shoot him, they shoot him dead um, They both get sued, so murdered um, It's very plot light. They just kind of go through the investigation uh, And Eddie Murphy goes from You know, they they respect each other At the end of the movie and they hate each other at the start It's one of these, there's so little plot to talk about Um, yeah, no, that's true They kidnap uh, a um, Like, a, they capture a bus at one point
0: Yes They do that. Um,
1: uh, Oh, I guess the actual plot is that Nick Melty keeps getting his gun out and trying to shoot people, but because he keeps doing this as a plainclothes detective, no one ever believes he's a cop and it gets really annoying for him. (laughs) 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 This happens about six times. Yes. Because he's just Nick Melty with a gun randomly, so the cops are like, what the fuck is this man doing? It's true.
0: Um, I picked this because, um, one, I remember liking it, and two, I remember part of the reason I liking it is because it's just a movie that uh sits astride the two decades in a lot of its aesthetics and sensibilities. Uh, um, I think
1: of this in a lot of early 80 movies.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um it's still like the asset of the 70s most of the time. Um and I, I like that the two leads just like fundamentally don't like they become fond of each other, but they do they are not friends, you know? The the uh, the no. the aggression and um, like material situation of their relationship is just a gulf that like it feels uh, like unpassable and like that's where all of the conflict rises out of and I think that stuff is good.
1: Um, Nick is also just a fucking asshole. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Yes. Uh, like
1: uninterested in changing, only <laughs> comes into like respects uh, Eddie Murphy by just the fact that everyone else is even more annoying to him and he's like i i guess you're my partner in being shit on by my boss
0: yes yes absolutely they also just like the idea that like cops and criminals will fundamentally like you can't fix a cop cops are just like this they're just the worst people alive yes there's a there's a bit uh because he's got like Nick Dolte's character's got like this, the, the, the loud hand me your gun in your badge, like black, like cop director. And there's a bit right at the end when he's like finally getting his final dressing down where he's like, I go take Eddie Murphy back to jail. And then he calls him the end word. And he's like, oh, that's right. I said it too. as like, um, my blackness is not superseded by my copness. That is still who I am in a way mm-hmm. that was very funny. I thought that was a good bit
2: Yeah, that was, was pretty good. Probably man. one of my favorite parts.
0: Uh, which is when Eddie Murphy like defends him. He's like, "Man, people do really treat you like shit around here." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just thought this one is um, because it's still like deep in its exploitation roots. Just has like this like tension to it that like even by Lethal Weapon is like, is, like mostly fallen out of the genre. And Lethal Weapon's like just a couple years later, and is like when this genre really blew up.
1: I mean, this is closer to like. Even though the genre is the same as this and it still doesn't change, right? Like it's doing all the beats. It's closer to something like Dirty Harry than something like the modern conception of a fun buddy yes. cop film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yep. much more like the hard men and the shitty cops yes. uh, are gonna kill some guys. <laughs> it's still the seventies. God it. <laughs>
0: It's it, in some in many places. It is still the seventies because it's just nineteen eighty two, and everyone's got shitty cars and suits that suck. And uh, the, the the best part is like. They go into the fucking, like, the Redneck Bar, and it's just Blues Brothers for that bit. It's like good old (laughs) boys are coming It does
1: turn into Blues Brothers just for five minutes, and it's pretty good. I almost expected
2: Eddie Murphy to sing a country song. I was like, this is going to happen, right?
0: Um, And then they go into, like, the Black Knight Club towards the end, and then it looks like 82. I'm like, that's the 80s. (laughs)
1: Uh, I think the thing for me um, in this, and this is just a thing of, like, I only know what the 80s look like from culture. I was born in 93. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But uh, even, they they still play a little bit intentionally with this in the movie yeah, that they're making at the time because yes. um, uh, Eddie Murphy's been in prison for three years, uh, which is not that long, but it is you know seventy nine to eighty two. Uh, oh right, so- with the bit where he well, he's watching the uh, the uh, workout video. I was like right. the TV has changed. <laughs> He comes because he's still functionally in seventies San Francisco, it just looks shitty. He's walking yeah. around. But then he looks walks to the TV and they're watching eighties TV and he's like, What the fuck's happened? <laughs> what are they watching? <laughs> and that bit was, was great. I'm like, Oh yeah. It, it must have been weird to live through with the like things that were shifting fast culture and things that were you know, you still live in the same cities, it didn't change every night.
2: No.
0: No. No, but watching the, the, the movie like sit in that space, like both aesthetically and like in the world it's representing is just really good. Um, yes, 80s are going to come and ruin this whole thing um, real quick uh, it's very fast um, but yeah um, I, I still like all the things I remember liking about this movie I still liked I think Eddie Murphy's really good in it um, it's a shame that he just decided at some point he was going to cash checks and not care if that's his prerogative but like damn he used to be in some movies I loved Eddie Murphy he was a star I know I know it's just you know, it's like like I, I trading places really good and yeah, um, coming to America. Coming to America is a stone cold classic. Do you like The Golden
2: Child? It's probably racist. I I have not seen it since childhood, but it was a favorite as a child, and I'm pretty sure it's got some problematic shit in it. But it's an interesting movie.
0: He's mm-hmm. funny in it. Yeah, um, this is his first movie. He was on SNL before this, but.
2: Yeah, uh, famously saved SNL from getting canceled because he was, what, 19 uh, when he got it, and Lauren Michaels had left the show, and when Lauren came back, uh, Eddie Murphy was cast and uh, saved the show from getting canceled.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Big, big star at this time. Huge star.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's just funny because, like... While he is the guy who does the jokes in this movie, I feel like most of it is him just being kind of, like, put upon and tired of this bullshit. Reactive. Um, Yeah. The original idea for this script, uh, Hill wanted um, this to be a Clint Eastwood, uh, Richard Pryor movie in the 70s, and he couldn't get it funded. (laughs) This explains a lot for me. Because I could not
2: understand why Eddie Murphy would put up with somebody saying such awful racist things to him. But Richard Pryor would have no problem with that.
0: (laughs) Um, The vibe is definitely different with that cast, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a whole different vibe. Also being
0: a 70s movie and not a movie from 82. Yes. um, But I I think, like, part of its interest is the throwback energy. So I'm glad it got a couple years to kick around or whatever. I think Nick Nolte's a better choice than Clint Eastwood anyway. Clint Eastwood's too big personality. Nick Nolte is hard to take seriously. He's Nick Nolte. He's yeah. Just, he just sucks. He just seems like this guy in real life and I don't know how much of that is,
2: is me and how much of that is him. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: like, you'd make Clint Eastwood do this. You have the pro- same problem you have with Dirty Harry, where, um, I mean, this changes as the movies go on. Uh, but the first Dirty Harry movie, which we watched, Blockbusters, is very strange in it. It has Clint Eastwood risen to be the shitty cop, but he's playing completely stoic Clint Eastwood, and those things don't line up at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the part where, like I can't imagine Clint Eastwood complaining about his girlfriend who won't talk to him.
1: <laughs> right. The scene where he's going back and forth on the phone. Imagine Clint Eastwood did that. I just I physically can't see it. It would have to be a very different script.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but um Yeah, the, the prior version of that makes a lot more sense. But I, I really like Eddie Murphy in this. Uh it's a good breakout role because he does just kinda get to be whenever he gets to be cool, he is very cool in this. I it's love his true. like shitty tight suit and his narrow tie and him constantly uh, failing to hit on women in the bar because he's been in jail for three years and doesn't know how to talk to anyone. But that one woman is so desperate. She does not care. <laughs> Candy.
2: <laughs> Candy's like kind of into it. But then
0: he's it's, pathetic. The most, it's him. It's him or the, the guy with a uh, receding hairline and a too tight shirt.
1: Uh, <laughs> that guy sucks. So He literally like steals her. Yes. And, yeah. And then she's fine with that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. She's <laughs> like cool. talk to her but uh, this is yeah it's it's weird the, the yeah that stuff is all very funny
2: yeah the sexual politics are fucked up in this movie but he's very funny oh
1: yeah for sure they are <laughs> i mean that's where the exploitation stuff really shines through yes um, for real mm-hmm. oh, some of the gross right.
0: macho yeah this is just like the like you know this is a walter hill ass movie a lot yes. of his guys are working on it um this is written by one of the people who go on to write streets of fire you know
2: i love um, that movie
0: yeah, which is um, even more, like, pushed into extremity as, like, the 80s wear on, right? That movie's uh, fake as shit in the world
2: mm.
0: in comparison. But um, yep. this one sits in this weird place where it's, like, kind of the gritty one of, of the movies that he's making at this time, which I think is goofy when you think about it. I can't, my, I've never wanted to watch a sequel, because it's in 1990, and I'm like, can you imagine going back to these characters eight years later? Fuck no. It,
2: I didn't it realize sounds... it was that late.
1: Yes, I, it's so fascinating. as it's the other side of the eighties? Haven't you know, like the, the decades are crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, it, how? What? What does it even look like in 1990? I don't know. I I might have to watch it for that question to be
2: answered. I'm curious.
0: Um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, never seen it. But like the just the dynamic of those two as like leads is so different eight years later. Yeah. Because <laughs> by then Eddie Murphy's a huge star, right? Like,
1: uh, yeah, uh, that yes, he's massive. Yeah, he's it's even bigger. It's Eddie yeah.
2: Murphy. Yeah. It's absolutely wild.
1: Uh, but yeah, um. I, I yeah, I mostly enjoyed the film. I was like, if I thought it was a little mid, I didn't think it was like that. Um It's exciting. not like Earth Shattering or anything, no. 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 Uh, but I wasn't like having a bad time. I mean, it's even better the way than Dirty Harry though, for sure. Oh, it's absolutely better than Dirty Harry. Like the bit in the end where like all the smokes there in terms of Blade Runner, whether in Chinatown. <laughs> there's,
0: a, there's a great <laughs> bit where like Eddie Murphy is in of the version of Chinatown that's all like neon lights, and then um and then. Nick Murphy. Uh, Nick Nolte's in, like, the one that's all, like, fog, even though they're literally, like, 50 feet away from each other, like, in the geography of the place. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, it's weird, because it, in some ways it's, like, this tour of um, like a like a racial, segre- racially segregated San Francisco that kind of disappears after this. Like, not all at once. It takes a while. But, like, this version of the city functionally like, definitely now just doesn't exist. <laughs>
2: Are you yeah,
1: saying I mean, like sorry tech just... boom san francisco is just a different place oh yeah.
0: okay okay just in the same way that we talk about like 70s new york and like you know you get all that cleaned up in the 90s or whatever um the version of san francisco that is like a town that like both has its like side where it's like you know it has like a big asian population and it's like more progressive and they're not even talking about like the queer mecca version of san francisco just like the racial dynamics of this San Francisco just don't exist anymore because everyone's got priced out as it became a Silicon Valley mecca, right? Like, uh-huh. goes away.
2: Yeah. He's at Vormans. It's
0: in the Fillmore. It's in the Fillmore, which used I, to mean I, something. I know you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, the part where he's like, yeah, you don't know any bars in the Fillmore. Very funny. That cracks me up. Oh. So
2: much... Just we could say a lot about cops and just abuses of power, and <laughs> but I, what's there to say, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: I do think it, I mean about the the cop stuff is interesting to me, like comparing it to something like you know Dirty Harry, which is the most. This is a propaganda about how the cops have to clean up the fucking streets, and they're prevented by bureaucracy. And there's like elements of that, you know. You get the scene. Where the boss is being shitty and doesn't understand that they are trying to do their jobs. But it's not about that in any way. It's much more about, like, at the end of the movie, it just becomes about how, like, Nick Nulty's is this, like, mythic American hero of the cop that will stop the guys, even though he's just failed for 90 minutes straight. <laughs> but then he, like, walks in shadowed by the fog and just, like, shoots him six times. And he <laughs> goes back and forth and he keeps shooting him. I'm yes. like, that's ridiculous.
2: The villains are awful, awfully scary in this. Like, I feel like anybody could have died at any time. Like, that's... Uh, I just, you just
0: can't trust a guy wearing, a, like, a knitted vest
1: like that. Right? Oh, I love the uh, first scene where they break out by, like, pretending to have a big fight. And they just oh, turn yeah. around and shoot everyone. Fucking rules. That's a good bit. <laughs> I, they're way too, like, cartoonishly evil to root for. They don't really have charisma. Um, no. But I did uh, like the weird, the weird
0: sequence setting up that he's like, he's definitely a psycho because he likes watching cartoons instead of fucking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did do that. That's that one. That's a well that like a culture goes to a lot. <laughs> that I just have never understood. as like why is why is that such a common like killer trope? <laughs> and then, if as if you didn't
0: know uh the lady then restates this five minutes later after big uh, he's he's more interested in killing than he is uh having sex it's like oh real sicko
1: right as opposed to eddie murphy who you know he's normal because he, he's only concerned with fucking right yeah <laughs> yeah single-mindedly concerned with this one 48 hour opportunity to have some sex before he goes back to prison
0: yes
2: well he's been in prison three years he keeps saying <laughs>
1: as he keeps saying yes <laughs>
0: singing roxanne which fair enough
2: so it was uh, a big hit of the
0: day <laughs> it was a big hit of the day that's true uh okay. do we have anything else or we have some questions we haven't watched anything and uh i'm not feeling good today so yeah it's a pretty pretty uh light day yeah um all right if you'd like to send questions you can send them to abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com our first one is from Gary. Uh, who's your favorite buddy cop pairing in film? Uh, for the rules of a buddy cop pairing, of course, only one of them has to actually be a cop.
2: Does Too Fast, Too Furious remind me? Does that fit this? Yes,
1: thing? Brian's okay. a cop.
2: That's one hundred percent mine. <laughs> we
1: agree. <hungry.
0: laughs> I um. I, I think I think I am stretching the definition of cop by saying this, but Master and Commander is the best buddy cop
1: movie. Not Mmm. Hmm, I think you are definitely stretching, because surely, buddy cop movie, I feel, I, I feel like more than them being cops, it is important that they do not know and like each other at the start of the movie.
0: Well, they definitely, they they don't like each other in Master and Commander. Are they not on the ship already? They, I think they are, but they don't like each other. I guess so. I'm
1: like, it's but about them been...
0: learning to like each other, right? But it's not like the Master and Commander origin story. No, but that's just because it's like a weird book adaptation thing. I don't know. I think it counts. I think in a lot of things that like other movie. Uh, yeah. I guess my other option is uh like I think I think Rush Hour is pretty fun. It's like not good not good in the same way Master Commander is, but Rush Hour is totally fun.
1: I'm trying to think what my uh <laughs> could, might I recommend
0: Die Hard Three.
1: I mean Die Hard Three is absolutely one hundred percent. You know, near the top of the list
0: of buddy cop movies, yeah,
1: it's fucking good. Uh, because it, it's fucking Die Hard three, um, classic best Die movie. Hard, yeah, best Die Hard, Absolutely. easy. Um, man, Die Hard three so good.
0: Um, Martin writes in, I find it very charming. Sequel this is just called Another Forty Eight Hours. Uh, do you have any favorite sequel titles that stand out for meeting idiosyncratic or funny? I always thought it was
2: funny that the sequel to Alien is Aliens. That is very funny to me.
1: <laughs> also, um,
2: Too Fast, Too Furious is funny.
1: Too Fast, Too Furious is fantastic. Coming up on every uh, one of these answers, we're going to fit it in. I was ne- like, next uh, Friday.
0: I was like the before movies all having uh, titles, like, you know, from sunrise to sunset to midnight.
1: I'm sad there's not going to be a ninth one, though the story of why there's not is genuinely one of the best movie stories, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Hilver writes in, I watched Joker recently. What is the best performance you've seen in service of a total nothing of a movie? (laughs) Oh!
2: It's,
0: um... Willem
2: Dafoe in, uh, fucking Boondock Saints.
0: This is literally (laughs) the first thing
1: I thought of, so I'm (laughs) mad that you took mine. (laughs) Um... Uh, Imogen Poots and Neva speed Speed. She's, <laughs> she, she, she's not even giving like a, a top performance. She just has charisma and is a movie star in this fucking garbage movie. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, William Finchner and Drive Angry 3D, which is not a nothing movie. Oh, I do like yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, but no, it still just, counts.
2: Yeah. Can
0: I Absolutely
2: give a t- TV answer? Yes.
1: Yeah,
0: sure.
2: They wasted Pam Greer on the L word. Uh that yeah, you know, a
0: lot of things wasted on the all work. <laughs> I can't think of a good one of these off the top of my head. I you took boondock saints and I was left with nothing. I was like,
1: damn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's
0: fine. It's
1: a shame we don't name these episodes after quotes, because you took boondock saints and I was left with nothing.
2: It's <laughs> a good phrase. <laughs> you
0: should tweet it later. <laughs> um. Yeah. Neil writes in, A wealthy benefactors approach you about putting on a double bill at a local theater. During one film, it will rain in the cinema, and during the other, it will snow. What films are you showing? The Umbrellas <laughs> of Cherbourg and Fargo. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to watch a film while it's snowing. I, know, I understand the vibes of the question. The rain and snow double bill. It will not actually make me uncomfortable. Um... Oh. I mean, snow has to be, like, the ascent,
0: or something. I mean, you took mine again also, so. <laughs> Taking L's back and forth.
1: <laughs> for, rain's way harder for me, because I'm like, what could you put for rain? I'm, I'm like, what appropriately sad British movie could you have? <laughs> 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 Some Ken Loach film or other. Something like Kez. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> i th- i think my answers are going to be ponyo and ai
1: i like that i did also think ai That's so true you say ai for snow yeah i feel like ai has more rain but i don't have a whole the end, end where it's
0: fucking frozen
1: yeah you are right it is the it is frozen in ai um, There's not really snowing
0: no that's fine uh, you took the ascent, so I had to pick something fast. I
1: did take uh, the ascent. It was it was right there. You're right.
0: Allison writes Given the popularity of Top Gun Maverick, what films that are pretty lame, nakedly propaganda do you still find yourself enjoying? Do you think referring to Top Gun Maverick as propaganda is even particularly useful? No.
1: Uh, no, it's so self evident.
0: I mean, it's also, weird. Like all all cinema is made of the culture it is born out of.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, yes, but like. Tokyo Maverick is literally like. <laughs> sure. But like, funded in many people
0: ways. Being, people being like, oh, this one's propaganda and not like. The Marvel This movie. movie. This movie or like every Marvel movie, not just the ones with like, not just uh, Captain Marvel. Um, you're out of your yeah,
1: mind. So. I mean, I completely agree, but I'm also going by the other way of like the. There were a lot of discourse on Top Gun, Ma- uh, Top Gun Maverick or whatever, being like, "Oh, cool, this propaganda is ridiculous. It's just a fun summer action movie." So, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yes, I'm I know not you're not. I'm just letting you know how bad the discussion is out art. there.
0: Um, it's not my fault. Everyone's bad about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just putting us into some stupid context.
0: Naked propaganda. You still like? Um, I like Transformers Three.
1: I do you like Transformers Three? Yeah.
0: The Rock. Love The Rock. That's just propaganda. But I like a lot. Of, I like cop movies in general, so a lot of this. Yeah, I was life. gonna say I like cop movies. <laughs> I
1: like a lot of James Bond movies.
0: I like Star Trek and The Wire. Uh, <laughs> I, like. <laughs> I like Columbo and Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Tron writes in. Um, let's see, anything here? Um. Oh, uh, what's your favorite looking shot or scene in this movie? There was a great split-diopter shot in this movie and I remembered it because we had gotten the question last time. Um, and I was like, this is very showy in this uh, Walter Hill film.
1: Was it, there are a bunch of the... like great shots in this movie.
0: Yeah, there, it's it's early on when he's in the hotel. It's like Okay, when he's shot talking to the up. hotel clerk? Uh, yeah, and then there, she's in the background. It's like, really obvious. It's good. Yeah, no, no, this movie's definitely like showing off a bit. I'm proud I could spot it.
2: Um, yeah, no, I don't like nothing comes to mind i i just really like the way the city looks
0: Mm -hmm. um what are some of your favorite films about really shitty people um Uh, young adult is my go-to for this i love young adult oh i love young adult everyone here does
1: love young adult (laughs) young
2: adult is fantastically good about that
1: I guess um, she's not a good person. The shape, <laughs> uh, there, there's this
2: classic Paul Rudd movie, early Paul Rudd called "The Shape of Things," uh, that I'm fond of, um, which I believe Rachel Vice is in that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Phantom Thread.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say most of the things I like are about.
2: Yes, yeah, the uh there will be blood. <laughs>
0: boogie nights uh, the
2: Jimmy. whole paul thomas anderson oeuvre
0: um jackson did you have anything in particular
1: did did i not say something i don't think so damn i thought i was already out of the woods um but, <laughs> uh, i mean most movies are about people who suck in some ways being wouldn't be interesting if they weren't um, that's true I don't, I don't necessarily have an answer where I'm like, yeah, I like this one because it's, it's got the, you know, it's got the really bad man in it. <laughs> um, Michael uh,
0: Clayton, classic one of these. Michael Clayton
1: is a classic one of these, but but like only because everyone sucks. It's not like a, when people are asking this question, it's often in some discussion about like, I really like Breaking Bad or whatever, or I guess like Unforgiven or something. That's a good one of those. Uh, or there's just one really
0: I, shitty person? In what? is you mean in that the, there's like just one like really shitty person or
1: no and that it's always thoughts about like i'm liking this person but even though they're doing like murder and don't feel bad about it like i, I it's people talking about the godfather part 2 and stuff oh you mean like hannibal like Hannibal. Yes. Like you love Hannibal. He's your I, boyfriend. I love yes, I love Hannibal.
0: I love that he strings that cop up in uh Florence. It's fucking
1: well, good. Oh no, I don't that's not going too far. That cop I like that cop too. He should not yeah, have strung but the cop really up. He really
0: deserved to get murdered. He was he was uh, he genuinely went out of his way to get
1: killed. <laughs> the fact that he lasted half an hour longer than I thought he <laughs> He should have been dead so long ago. He spends forty five minutes trying to get murdered so hard.
0: Man. Um Yeah. Uh anyway, you can send questions to mapping podcast at
1: gmail.com. Jackson, what are we watching next time? Um I I had two I had two up in the air. One's easier, one you know, yeah, let's do let's do the apartment. Yeah, hell yeah. I Love, <gasps> love that, that movie. movie. Uh, which is uh, one I wanted to watch Raiders, and um, we can do
0: it then. Perfect. Love that. Uh, okay, plugs, Destiny.
2: At Fridge Buzz now in the social medias, and my other podcast, Battling Girls, can be found at BattlingGirls.com, or no wait, <laughs> it's com slash BattlingGirls.
1: There we go, Jackson. Uh, you can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter.com, and you can find the podcast at me and i at com. You can find me on
0: Twitter at em underscore bing. You can support all of our shows at patreon.com, social mapping. For $1, you get Great Gundam Project. That's every Wednesday. We're currently watching uh, Superior Defender Gundam Force and Digimon Tamers, which are good. For $5 every month, you get Blockbusters, where we watch a movie and break down its uh, ideology and script. Uh, We just recently watched The Island, which was a very good time. It's a very stupid movie. Uh, Next month we'll be watching The Iron Giant, which will probably be a better movie, but I I bet I'll like it less. (laughs) Um,
1: The Island really took us by surprise. What a stupid, stupid
0: movie. uh, For $10, you give VoIP life every two weeks. You just goof off with our friends. We recently had an episode where Dia was on, uh, at Dia Lucina, our our coolest friend. Um, And uh, that's it. So until next time, movies. Now more than ever! <laughs> Don't expect to like him. Destiny asleep at the fucking Switch. I know, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs>